Let us turn to the word of God. God's love for Israel. This is the title of our message. Today's message comes from Romans chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. Romans chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. Please rise for the reading of the word of God. Romans chapter 9, beginning at verse 1. This is the word of God. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers. Those of my own race. The people of Israel, theirs is the adoption as sons, theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you. Let me begin by introducing our message. Two weeks ago, the title of our message was The Father's Love. Our topic was the enormous love of God for his people. I express that in Romans chapter 8 verses 31 to 39, Paul describes some key aspects of the love of God because God deeply loves Christians. I also try to support this with the following points. Because God deeply loves Christians, God has rightly condemn all others. Because God deeply loves Christians, Jesus Christ has rightly judged us. Because God deeply loves loves Christians, Christians rightly love God. The title of our message again today is God's love for Israel. Our topic, Israelites, the elect of God in Christ Jesus. In Romans chapter 9, verses 1 through 5, Paul describes a few key aspects of God's election of Israel because God sovereignly loves Israel. This is what I propose. Also, I propose that we can fully understand all this by beginning to look at the following points. And point number one, we want to see that because God sovereignly loves Israelites, he hates particular 
Israelites. And point number two, we want to see that because God sovereignly loves Israelites, God has blessed particular Israelites. And point number three, we want to see that because God sovereignly loves Israelites, Christians rightly love all Israelites. Now, I know that for a lot of you, this is probably very hard to take. And I can understand that. I'm just a messenger. And and I but I want to be sensitive to the ideals and, and the ways of many of you, especially who are used to hearing that God is a God of love, strictly a God of love. And because he is strictly a God of love, God does not hate. But I'm here to tell you that God, unlike us, he's not emotional. So what has been revealed in his word is describes him in the best words possible that we can describe him. Based upon the words that we use from day to day. So, I don't mean to purposely offend anyone. I don't mean to purposely jab at anyone or to, to any way harm anyone. But these are the best words that I can come up with that best describes God's revealed acts according to the scriptures. So you need to understand that. What I am seeing here is based upon what has been revealed in scripture. And so as we go on, I'm going to let the scriptures do the t most of the talking. And you're going to f you will find out that, yes, God, his nature, his nature, his, his, his nature is that of love. No doubt about it. That's, it's not, you know, it's, it's undeniable. But yet, we must not forget the state that we're in. And that is we're in a state of fallenness. And that has not changed. And God, praise God, and I'm glad because scripture is clear on this too. God does not change. In the beginning of our text, or I should say of this Bible, you read of God's judgment upon sinful humanity. Upon the feral heads. Now I know that's a term. That's not you're not commonly used. I don't, I don't I don't say that often. But Adam and Eve could Adam and Eve, according to the scriptures, in a real way, are our federal heads. That is, they represent us before God, being that they are our first parents, Adam and Eve, and God warned them. That in the day that they eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they would surely die. And what that meant was is that they would be judged. They would be judged for sinning against God. 
That was the deal. God created Adam and Eve in true righteousness and holiness, meaning that they were created after his image. And so they were capable of of doing all what God had commanded them to do. And listen, the language of the Bible makes it clear that God was clear in what he wanted them to do. Is that, are you, you know, you, you have to understand this. There was no mystery. God does not change. God, when it comes to how he operates, how he functions, is very clear from beginning to end. God declares the end in the beginning. Are you with me now? You need to understand this, and this is why we get, this is what we have to do. We need to start thinking of, thinking about how thinking not thinking about how, but thinking thinking based upon the revealed word of God as far as who he is. He declares the beginning or the end in the beginning. And he he fully warned our federal representatives, our federal heads, Adam and Eve, that in the day that they eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and I know I'm repeating this, but this needs to be repeated, they would surely die. They would be judged. They would be condemned. They would be cast out of his presence. That is rejected. And those terms rejected, cast out, even in, in, the, in the New Testament, in the book of Revelation, spewed out. That is, 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 you know, I don't know if you ever had, if you ever drank warm water, real warm water, on a real hot day. Unexpectedly. But if you do, and I have, and I know most of you probably have as well, you spit it out. Because it's not what you want. It's not what your body desires. And you know what? I don't care how thirsty I am. I am not going to drink a full glass of lukewarm water. None of us would. Not on a very hot day. We would just prefer to wait until <laughs> we get a cooler cooler glass of water. You know, it's that simple. Because our body thirsts and it quenches for that which is cool and not that which is warm. And so you spit it out instantly. And that's that's that is a description of God's distaste for sinful humanity, rebellious humanity. He dislikes it fully. God hates not only sin, but he hates the sinner as well. So much so, Again, he has acted throughout history in a way that demonstrates this. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 1 for a minute. 
Romans chapter 1. And we're at point one. And I'm, we're discussing and I'm trying to be sensitive to the hearers ears on this point of mine where I have declared that God, first of all, sovereignly loves Israelites. Because he sovereignly loves Israelites, he hates particular Israelites. Now, that word hate is what I want to want to want to take off, as it were, off the shelf. And, and, and I want we want to we, we want to start dissecting this and, and open this up so you understand what I mean, because God is not. Look, remember, God is not created after our image. We're created after his image. Understand that. So because we created after his image, he's not like us in that, you know, he's not, he doesn't have emotions like we do. You know, when we commonly think of words like hate, we think of, we think of something, especially in our society today, that, that, that's, you know, hate. Don't be hating on me and all this kind of stuff. As a matter of fact, we have, we have, we have in our own government now, legislation, Hate crimes and all this kind of stuff. Listen, don't, let's not get it confused with, with God. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not, you know, that word hate is not what I'm using here to describe God. The word hate that I'm using is the word that is, he's disgusted with. He's disgusted with sin and his devastation. Just like we should be, we should be we should hate evil as well. We should hate evil. And we should hate evildoers. Why? Because they harm people. But it's not our role and it's not our job to judge. But it is God's role. And his, his, he, he has declared that it, it is he who judges. He's the judge. And so this is how I'm speaking. I'm speaking from I'm speaking based upon the revelation of God's word that he has revealed himself as he hates sin. And not only sin, but the sinner, the one who continues to sin, continues to rebel against his will. And that he will deal with them. You know, that should that should make you. That should bring you, first of all, comfort in knowing that, you know what? We serve a God who don't mess around, who don't play with sin or sinners. He doesn't bargain with sinners. Listen, our government, I think, oftentimes takes the right stance against terrorists. And that is they don't bargain with terrorists. The best way to deal with the terrorists, and the, I think the best policy that has been laid out is is not to not to bargain with them, because once you start going down that path of bargaining with them and and trying to do things with them, as far as to try to try to get them on your side or whatever, that's a that's you going down a 
a dangerous path. Because it is clear that the heart of humanity, the real true heart of humanity, is evil. It is, it is wicked. It is sinful. And the only way you can deal with that is you have to cut it off. You have to destroy it. And that's what I'm talking about. This is what God does. Begin at verse 18. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. The wrath of God is being revealed from where? From heaven against who? All the godliness and godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them. Because God has made it plain to them. He made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. They're without excuse. Notice that. The wrath of God. That's the judgment of God. Revealed from heaven against who? All the godlessness. That is those who commit godless acts. And who are these individuals that commit godless acts? Well, I'm here to tell you, that's us. That's you. That's me. Us. Beginning with our first parents, Adam and Eve. And guess what? God dealt with them. And not only did he deal with them, he continues to deal with us. That is all the descendants of them to this very day. And how do we know this? Well, if you continue to read, you see in verse 21, for although they knew God, they neither what? Glorified him as God. Nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Listen. We all know that there's a God. When I say all, I mean everyone know that there's a God. Now, those who know that there's a God. They might not admit that there's a God. But you know why they won't admit that there's a God? It's because they suppress, they suppress that truth. That is, they, they won't admit that there's a God. They will do everything they can. And you know what? It, will, it, it, it comes to them that, you know what, there's a God. But then they will, they will convince themselves, but you know what? No, 
that that is not something that it can't be true because I haven't seen him. I haven't touched him or her. Doesn't have to be a him, but a her or it. I haven't felt them. I haven't smelled them. Yes, I know. I see the sky. I see the stars. I see the sun. I see the moon. But that tells me nothing. That's foolishness, though, isn't it? And that's what Paul is talking about here. It's foolishness. Verse 22. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the mortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Think about it. Does this, does this name sound familiar to you? Now, I've got to be careful here. But I'm just going to I'm gonna throw it out for something you think about. The eagles. The Red Sox. Does those names sound familiar to you? What are those names based upon? The Eagles. The Red Sox. The Panthers. Do I have to continue to go on? The Chargers. The Boats. Boats, lightning, nature. Yeah, it's coming on, isn't it? God, listen, and exchange the glory of the mortal God for images made to look like what? Mortal man. That's to look like us. To be, listen, listen. Don't be misled. Don't be fooled by all the hype. And what I mean by all the hype. Listen, all these things that you see, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're evil or anything like that. But you gotta ask your question, why are we why do we engage in such forms of it's really a form of entertainment anyways. But why do we get so excited about it? I mean, why do we not? not I'm not saying you do it, but there are many who get so excited about it. They spend tons, millions and millions of dollars on on these types of forms of entertainment. Could it be that we have done what Paul has said? And that is, we have exchanged the glory, the boats, right, lightning, of the mortal God, right? That's, that's, that's God created lightning, right? I'm just using that as one example. Of the mortal God for images, because that's what you see. When you think of the chargers, you think of what? The boats. The lightning, Right? Made to look like mortal man. You put it on your uniforms. You put it on your helmets. You put it on all sorts of things, right? To look what? Invincible. To get you charged up. To, to 
to spend hours on end following after this individual, that individual, paying them millions and millions. These guys get paid millions and millions of dollars. I'm not saying it's evil, but listen, we've got to be careful. Birds and animals and reptiles. What, what, why am I telling you you have to be careful? I'm telling you you have to be careful because, listen, the scripture is clear on this. The individuals who do these kind of things, individuals who engage in these kind of things, to a point of where, again, it's almost as if, I mean, that's all you know, to a point of where, you know what, I don't know about God, but I do know about the Chargers. I don't care about God and what God has revealed, but I do care about what the Chargers are doing, what what what. The Damien Tomlinson is doing and all this kind of stuff to a point of where they begin to, again, replace God with those images. What is happening to these individuals or what has happened to these individuals? Have you ever thought about that? Well, I do. I think about that. And this is what the word of God tells me. Verse 24. Therefore, say therefore. therefore, when you see that word therefore, that's tying in the, the, the paragraphs, that's tying in what was previously said to the next paragraph of what Paul is about to say. He is saying this, therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to what? Sexual impurity, Sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. So listen. When you start engaging in these kind of things and you see this, if you even see yourself becoming going down that path, you want to check yourself and ask yourself, what is happening here? When you see these things happen around you, why is these things happening? Was well, because God had God had gave them over to these things. And when God does that. That is his way of saying, you know what? Fine. You know, you ever heard of the Burger King commercial? Have it your way? At Burger King, you can have your burger any kind of way you want. With pickles or without pickles. With lettuce or without lettuce. With mayo or without mayo. So forth, right? You can have it wherever you want. Or you can pile it all on to your heart's content, right? Make it a double. Let's put double patties on it. Whatever, okay? Listen, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Too much of anything is, is dangerous. And so what, when God gives an individual or a nation over to its, its, to its, its desires, its heart's desire, right? The heart desire, the heart, its heart's desire. And remember, the heart is, according to the Bible, is very clear. It is sinful. Meaning that, listen, it, it, it has, it has nothing or it, it doesn't, it, it can have nothing to do with God. When He gives you over like that, that's hating. It's demonstrating 
It demonstrates his disgust with sinners. It's not because he has to. He didn't have to if he wanted to. He could completely destroy all of us right now and just say, you know what, it's done with. Because why? He's the creator and we're the what? Created. But instead, he gives them over, that is, he hands them over, as it were, to their own ways. You know, one thing I've learned as a father, sometimes it's best for me to let you guys just learn on through your mistakes. And oftentimes I find that that is the best way. That's the best teacher to let you learn from your mistakes. So this is what I mean by God hates particular Israelites. There are particular Israelites that he has just allowed them he has handed them over to their to their way, their own their own um, devices, their heart's desire. And it goes on. He continues to go on. Therefore, God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Does that sound familiar? Exchanging the truth of a lie. Uh, truth of God for a lie and worship and serve created things rather than the creator who was forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over. And it's, again, because of, the, because of God's anger with sin. You've got to remember that this is all going. That's why it goes with therefore. And it goes all the way up to 18. The wrath of God. This is the wrath of God. This is his, his, his disgust with sin. It's, 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 when I'm, it's all summed up in the word hate. And if you look up the word hate and even in the dictionary, it describes this. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a disgust with sin. This is God's disgust with sin. This is the revelation. This is, how, this is what has been revealed in this word. Because of this, God gave them over to the shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. Blah, 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 blah. Homosexuality, that's what he's talking about now. Lesbian, uh, whatever, sexual immoralities. Okay? Paul's being more specific here. I don't want to get all into that, but I'm just trying to, again, show you what I mean by he hates particular Israelites. Let's go over to Romans chapter 9, verse 4 through 6. Now, what I mean by particular Israelites, I mean not all Israelites God hates. It's obvious. Why is it obvious? Because there are some Israelites that, that God has blessed. But we're going to find out as we continue on in this study, and that's why I'm going to make this real short, because this is going to be, we're going to continue this later on. We're going to find out that not all Israelites God hates. Why, why do I say this? Well, Paul makes it clear. And he says this in, in the truth in Christ. He's, 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 he's making a point here. He's saying, you know what? Listen, 
My conscience confirms it. Where? In the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That means the Holy Spirit has impressed on Paul to say these things. The very spirit that was in Paul is in, or is in Paul even now because Paul is in glory. He's in heaven. But the very spirit that is preserving him and keeping him, keeping him even right now in heaven is the same spirit that is in who? Believers in Christ Jesus. Christians. Are you with me now? Yes. So let's move on to point number two. The grace of God. This is what I'm talking about. Because God sovereignly loves Israelites. God has blessed particular Israelites. Now, notice I said sovereignly. What do I mean by sovereignly? I mean that, listen, God loves and hates based upon his choice. It's not like us, which is based upon what? Oftentimes we hate because it's based upon what? Our emotions, our desires. Remember when I talked about the warm, lukewarm water, glass of water on a hot day? You spit it out, right? It's, it's a reaction. You know, even if, and, and to choose to drink that, that full glass of lukewarm water, it takes a lot of discipline, okay? It would take a lot of discipline. It would take a lot of trying to cut off your mind and doing everything else you can to fully, what, drink that full glass of warm water, right? Well, see, God is not like that. God is... He chooses to love. He chooses to hate. He, he can do that. He's the what? Creator. And we're the what? Created. We've got to understand this, people. Because God sovereignly loves Israelites, God has blessed particular Israelites. God freely blessed particular Israelites. And, and, and listen... He blessed Paul. Paul was an Israelite. Did you know that? He's of the tribe of Israel. What is an Israelite anyways? Israelites are those individuals that are descendants of Jacob. Remember Jacob over in the Old Testament? Jacob, remember? Jacob soon became what? Israel. Why? Because God, what? Changed his name. And trust me, Jacob did not choose God. God chose him. God first loved Israel. And that's why Israel or Jacob loves him. And see, this is the love of God versus the wrath of God, the anger of God against sinful humanity. He enters into a relationship with individuals such as Jacob and he blesses them. How did he bless them? Well, Paul says right here for, I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Paul is saying that that's not going to happen. That, can, that can't happen. But he's saying that, you know what? I love them so much because of the Holy Spirit that is within me is creating this, 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 I mean, is, listen, the Holy Spirit is creating us after the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So listen, Paul's heart 
is after the heart of his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's why he's saying these things. See, he's speaking as a, what I believe a true Christian would speak as. And that is, is that, you know what? I love these people. And that I'm a Christian, but I am not better than they are. Because, see, listen, this was the issue. The issue here was, what about the Israelites? Has God forsaken them? Has God cast them aside forevermore and not to ever deal with them? And listen, that is a danger in the church even today. Listen, a lot of, a lot of Christian folks believe that, you know what, that, that God has forsaken Israel. The people of Israel, the descendants of Israel, the, the, the people whom God promised that he would deliver. That he has forsaken them. But I'm here to tell you, no, that is not the case. And that's what Paul is arguing here. He's saying, no, no, what? No. Listen, there's that is Israel. The, the descendants of Israel is the adoption as sons. Theirs is the divine glory, the covenants. The receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises to Israel, to the descendants of Israel, are the patriarchs. And from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, even, who was God. Listen there. Christ, who was God over all, forever praised. Amen. Now, what we're going to do, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna kind of just make a note there. Because we're going to finish this up later on. Know this. Know this. This, again, it shows that God sovereignly has chosen to love Israel. And that he has blessed particular Israelites. But he has not blessed them all. Listen. What I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to say just because you say you're a Christian doesn't necessarily mean you're Christian, right? Because there are people out there who will say they're Christians, but really they're not Christians. So this message here, we, we, can, we can apply to our lives. We need to be careful. Don't enter into a relationship with a person just because they say they're a Christian. Don't trust everything they say just because they say they're a Christian. You need to base it upon what? The word of God. That's all we have. And then after that, it's left up to God even. Because we can't judge fully the hearts of an individual. But, through all this, again, it is God speaking. It is God saying, you know, listen. I love those whom I choose to love. I bless those whom I choose to bless. So what does this mean? This means that, you know what? You can do all you want to do as far as everything right in order to please God. Guess what? It's not going to get you into heaven. Did, did you hear me? It's not going to change God. You can read this Bible 
and say, you know what, I'm going to determine in my heart and my mind to do everything according to what is written here in order to please God so that I can make it to heaven. But you know what, I'm here to tell you, that's not going to get you into heaven. What's going to get you into heaven is God's mercy. His mercy upon you. His willingness to forgive you of all your sins. His willingness to bring you out of darkness into the light. It is his willingness. And that's what I mean by sovereignly loves the Israelites. In the same way that he sovereignly loves Israelites, he sovereignly loves Christians. In the same way he hates particular Israelites, he hates particular so-called Christians. So we have to be, we, we of all people must always be on the alert. We must, the reason why I'm bringing this, all this up is that we must be on the alert. We must be on alert. How do we be on alert? We must be always examining ourselves in light of God's word. And asking ourselves, am I a Christian? Am I a true believer? Or am I just pretending? Am I lukewarm? Am I lukewarm? Am I depending on my own righteous works? Like this is the problem with Israel was that they depended, the descendants of Israel, they was dependent on their own works. They was dependent on the temple worship to get them into heaven. And, but it won't. They were depending on the promises of God to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But it won't. They were depending on all these things that you read about here, the law. If they just do every law right, perfect, that would get them to heaven. But listen, Paul is saying, you know what? Listen, all these things were given to them, but they didn't understand that that won't get them into heaven. That won't make them right with God. What makes them right with God is what, children? Is who, I should say. What makes us right with God? Jesus Christ. It is his righteous works that makes us right with God. It's only through Jesus Christ. Amen? That is my point of all this. Let's just remember the point number one. Because God sovereignly loves, we're closing now. Because God sovereignly loves Israelites, God has blessed particular Israelites. Not all Israelites have been received into God's favor. That is, not all Israelites have been brought back into a right relationship with God. And not all Israelites will be brought back into a right relationship with God. I know, children, if you remember when we were reading in the book of Revelation, you remember the 12 tribes of Israel? Were all 12 tribes of Israel written, written, written in those who were supposed to have been saved? Were all the 12 tribes written there? No, they weren't. What were they? There were some missing. 
There were some added, <laughs> but there were still 12. But that's, that's God's way of saying, you know what? Listen, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Meaning that, listen, it's his choice. It's his sovereign will. That's why we pray the prayer, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Not my will be done. Right? It's thy will be done. Your will be done, God. Not my will, but your will. This is the will of God. Let us pray. Our Lord and God, thank you for giving us your spirit. Thank you for increasing our knowledge and love for you. Our Lord and God, thank you for enlightening us with the this marvelous message from your written word. Bless our listeners, we ask and we pray. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. Please rise for the doxology. Now to him who is able to keep you and strengthen you, according to the divine revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to the mystery that was kept secret for a very long time, but has now been disclosed. And through the prophetic writing, the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations. According to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God, be glory and honor, both dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. Hug one another and have a great day.